right. It's in parentheses. Seriously, I'm not having any headphones on. So, Nathan, for 400, unequivocal. <laughs> Daily double. <laughs> UN. <laughs> UN quiver. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, in that, that particular area. So, you got me off track. So, what were we talking Oh, and then they moved back to Philadelphia. And then they moved back to Highland. So, they spent a... He he was, I don't know, I think he was like a salesman or something for, for a few years. So, Philly. So... I didn't realize this, but when my father lived in upstate New York, they never even had uh, you know running water. They they grew up in an outhouse. Mm. So it wasn't until he moved to New York City. So at the age of sixteen, he moved to New York City all by himself. Mm. From wait, so where where was his parents at that time? Then that was that was when they lived in Highland. They're farming. Okay, so they were in Highland. The farming community. Yeah, so I, I didn't. Highland, New York. You know how I learned Highland, that? We were talking one day about you know um, there used to be a Sears Roebuck catalog, you know, big, big, thick catalog, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it came up in the conversation. I was talking to my dad, and he said something about, "Oh yeah, we used to love those catalogs, you know, those books when they came." And I said, "Well, you know, cause you're shopping," and he's like, "No, that's we put them in the outhouse and we use it as toilet paper." Oh my God! Sears Robot Catalog—they used to rip out the pages. Some quality, yeah, it's quality right stuff, right? It's really quality. It's like, look, you know, you can't use Playboy. You got to use Sears Catalog. Yeah. Sears Catalog. <laughs> That's good That's stuff, right. baby. Yeah, the really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, the you know, you know, Grandpa was you know tried you know always tried to be well dressed and presented. Mm-hmm. You know, but I remember yeah, he him telling to me present himself well. Yeah, that. Um, they had a big old wash basin because they didn't have running water. They had a big old wash basin mm-hmm. and his father would take the first bath, then his mother, then his sister and he would always get in the bath. Same water? Same water. Oh my God. We so hear he was, that. We hear that on like our cringy TV shows. He was always now. the fourth so he said he, he absolutely hated taking a bath. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watched that. We watched that on, one. on TLC like there's shows now with like cringy people that try to save money and they're like yeah. Yeah, we we all used the same bath water for this the whole night. Because he, he always felt the water was never clean, and it was also nope, colder it, by that time. He felt it wasn't clean because it wasn't clean. Yeah, it wasn't clean, I know. It wasn't clean. But it I also know. makes sense for that time when they didn't have any running water. Right. It's not hygienic, but it makes sense. You empty it out. Oh, no, it definitely People does. nowadays that do it. There's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason for it now. There's no reason. Just well, and he, you know, he bad. talked literally. You know, they they would you know shoot game. I mean, that that would be for dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He told me the story of uh, the first time, you know, he had to catch a chicken. Oh yeah. And then uh, you know, it, you know, chop, chop off head, chop off the let head, it run around, and the chicken ran around and freaked him out. But yeah. So they never told him what to expect, and so when it happened, oh no, he freaked out. Because I don't know how old he was, maybe he's nine yeah. or ten, you know, mm-hmm. the first time. So it was just a, it was just a kind of a different experience where, you know, my mom's side, you know, they weren't really, you know, they weren't rich by any means, um, but, um, you know, but at least they lived in kind of a normal house. And I, I do remember, I think they had a stove that heated up the the house for the most part. So like a wood stove? Yeah, it was like a, okay. some kind of wood stove, that kind yeah. of thing. My but grandmother I, well, still has one. Yeah, I, but I think in those days, you actually had your cooking stove that you probably used mm-hmm. wood for, so a lot of times I think you you would... 
you know, because there was steel. Yeah. So once you once you got the fire going, and those those things would heat up, and because I remember my mom telling me sometimes they would sleep downstairs where it was, you know, it would be uh, a little bit warmer when you oh, know yeah. the winter during the winter because oh, yeah. growing up in Connecticut, you know, it could be pretty pretty cold. Yeah, that's no good. So. Yeah, my grandmother has a wood stove right now. So when it gets cold out, she'll throw a couple logs in, and it'll just heat up their whole house. Yeah, well, it's just it saves money. It's just so different, even from our experience. I mean, you know, you know, today, who not having running water, or you know, mm-hmm. it's like when the air conditioning goes out or the heat goes out. I mean, you know, we we think we're suffering, and you know, we are compared, relatively speaking. But think of how it was back then. You oh know? yeah, couldn't imagine. So, but because my father never. It's interesting because he never really went past. I think it was. I think it was either ninth grade or tenth grade. I can't can't remember which. But um, you know, he was always you know always trying to learn. Even you know, last couple of years before he died, he was always writing down words he'd hear and look them up in the dictionary. He's always trying oh, to. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I was always trying to to yeah, improve. I remember uh, Mom always telling us a story about how she heard that he would um watch TV with a dictionary beside him so that yeah when he heard a word he could. Look it up, kind of. And he kept a list. He would keep a list so that you know. Then he would look it up. So yeah, and he kept the list right by uh, right by his chair so that you know when he was watching. So. Did you pee on yourself? Huh? Did you pee on yourself? Maybe. It's always supposed to happen when you get older. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here from. Maybe my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make it to the bathroom in time? Yeah. What are you doing? This is one of the first anniversary presents I got her. I think this was our first year anniversary. Yeah. Maybe last year. No, the year before. It's a notebook that says, You're an awesome wife. Keep that shit up. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So we're kind of going on a lot of different tangents here, a little different directions. Yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, is that all right? We're Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan and then Joe, <laughs> Joe Roganing it. So you're making it a verb. He's now become a verb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else do you want Wait, to know? Hold on. So how long do you think we've been talking for now? Give me an estimate. Uh, 55 minutes. Man, you might be really close. 48 because I, I had looked I had looked a few minutes ago and it was like 42 it does go by fast I was like shit well, you want to know we had just talked about this today actually with um her sister about how like yeah. if if you're like talking to an interesting person or having an interesting conversation how it like flies by because uh when we were talking to uh auntie robin um and you know she's a person that's super easy to talk to she loves to chit chat and, uh, you know, I remember checking kind of at the beginning of the conversation, the time we started at seven thirty, like on the dot, it was like seven twenty nine, <laughs> And, uh, I remember checking it like my phone and I clicked on it and it was like eight fifteen or something like that. And I was like, Oh, we've been talking for, you know, a decent little bit of amount of time. And then, um, all of a sudden we just keep talking and we finally hang up the phone and we look at our or, uh, yeah, we hang up the phone and we look at the clock and it's 9.30. We're like, we just talked for two hours. And literally, it did not feel like two hours. It felt like 45 minutes, like still. Like, no, it's it, really it, easy it felt to like talk it was to a her. Snap. Yeah. Well, just, you know, but that just goes to show you, like, if you're really 
engaged in a conversation and like you know interested in what you're talking about and you know it just time can fly <laughs> yeah well it's, like so what, he's, what time of the night is it uh it's probably 11 30 no no nope. no i'm close 12 30 Closer. 12-11. 12-11. This is the latest we've stayed up <laughs> in like over six months. <laughs> too. Yeah, too. Oh, yeah, you've been going to bed early because you have to get up a Yeah, because I have to get up right? earlier, yeah. yeah. Although this is usually about the time I wake up. I usually wake up around 1. <laughs> I can't fall asleep for Logging to our Netflix. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's usually around 10. <laughs> but no, I have been going to bed earlier. I yeah, yeah, just it makes just, a difference. That you notice that now that you're in kind of that. Well, part cycle. of it's because my sleep, especially after COVID, my sleep still sucks. Mm. Yeah. You know, plus I have sleep apnea. Your sleep so. has always sucked. I don't think yeah, your sleep but, has ever. Been you know, I have that mouthpiece that doesn't fit me correctly, and I can't use that that machine. So I'm trying to get a new mouthpiece. Yeah. So hopefully that'll help. Plus, I need to lose some weight. That'll probably reduce some of that sleep apnea yeah. too. So okay, starting over. We're testing one, two, three. <laughs> All right, so what else you want to know? So I told you a little bit about... So what else you want? He's so, asking him something and he's answering some question. <laughs> so, Grandpa, so we, we talked a little bit about where he lived. So um, what was the... Uh, so I know that your like first real job was like working in the bakery with Grandpa. Right? So, yeah, so um, Rick, Uncle Rick and uh, Uncle Jim both got... They worked... They worked several years uh, in the bakery, which was really tough. I mean, because the bakery started to struggle a little bit. And so I, I'm not sure how early Rick had to go in because, you know, Rick was a hard worker. But um, but I know I know Jim for sure. was. But that was in. your first job? Well, it wasn't. I wouldn't really call it a job. I, you know, I think Rick, you, Rick you worked, started when he was around 16. There. I think Jim started when he was 14 or 15. And, and I seven. started when I was like 11. <laughs> but it was when I started, it was kind of at the tail end of, you know, him owning the bakery. So I didn't really do that long. Jim, Jim and Jim probably worked the longest. Was, would you still consider that like your first job or what, what would you consider no, your first job? Because, um, did you get, you didn't get paid. My very first, you get paid technically. Well, my very first job was cutting lawns. I did that, I think at age 12. I think, that was, that was I think, the first thing you got paid for. Yeah, I think I think my best my best summer I had like maybe six or seven lawns that I cut every week. Mm. So how um, much did you charge them? Do you remember? Yeah, I think it was like six or seven dollars. But it seemed like a lot of money. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah, and I don't know what? if you even know this. I you know I was really into collecting coins and stamps at that age. No, I don't so think. I probably. Over I two over two or three th- summers, I probably you know earned like a thousand dollars. I spent all of it on coins and stamps. Oh my god! Yeah, which I then turned around and sold my uh, senior year in high school for so I could I got uh, probably a thousand dollars. I I probably spent close to a thousand dollars and I got one hundred eighty six dollars for it at the coin shop that I bought everything. Oh so it's like goodness. it's like when we went to Dad's. You dugout. sold it back to. The- yeah, because I needed, I had, you know, because when yeah. my dad left, I had, no, I had nothing for college. I mean, it was all yeah. my own. So, um, yeah, so that was something. So, my very first job was actually working at Fiorillo. So, on I tell everybody. Working at, at what? At Fiorillo's Wholesale Supply Company. So, on literally on my 16th birthday, I want to, I don't know, we'd have to look up, but you could probably find it. But I, I want to say it was like a, maybe a Wednesday. 
My father made me go get my working papers the day I turned 16. And that following weekend, I was working at Fiorillo's. Mm. Wow. And I worked there. And so Fiorillo's was a whole, also bakery. So they sold, you know, flour, sugar. Like the bags were 80 to 100 pounds each usually. The lard, the cube of lard was like 50, weighed 50 pounds. So I remember, I remember, because uh, I was, I think it was my freshman year in high school, I was 16. And um, I remember my wrist being sore all the time because mm. I really wasn't strong enough. Mm. And then, but my junior year, junior year, uh, piece of cake. Yeah, pretty much. My junior year for my junior prom, my during the the day, I think I started like at eight. I unloaded a freight car of uh, seven hundred fifty bags of flour. Mm. You know, and you had to stack them, so you'd stack them like I don't know twenty five high, and then you. Pull the pallet, pallet out and then stack it. Yeah, so it, I think I did like 750 bags like in four hours. Mm. And then I went to prom that night. Mm. That's what probably ruined my back forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I started having problems with my, you know, my back uh, my junior year. I really that yeah. early. So that was, that was my first job. And then... I threw up my back sophomore year. Did you? In AP statistics. Mm. <laughs> I remember we had finished an exam... And I uh, had my uh, arms over on the desk, and I, you know, leaned over like this, and I went and I, <coughs> I coughed. Oh man! It went in spasm. It went, yeah, yeah, my back, my my back spasm. And ever since then, that same spot, like once every like couple of years, will flare up. Yeah, to where I have like a severe pain for like a well, few Well, a lot of times, you know, those of us that are tall are, you know, kind of have that longer mm-hmm. torso. There's that was, that was sophomore year, high school, yeah. But it's also, you're like me, you're broad in the shoulders, so, you know, like, you never <laughs> never really work like the lower back muscles. No, you not know, overly the way muscular. you're supposed to. Yeah. You know, then um, my father ended up leaving uh, Fiorillo's. He did a really great job, um, but... They um, they started to mess around with his salary and his bonus you know structure because basically grew the business in a big way and they never really expected that and so um, you know and they treated him unfairly but instead of kind of working through it my father just said you know basically screw it I'm you know so he left mm-hmm. um, so then then for like the next year roughly the next year I just did crazy stuff I was a security guard. You were a security guard? Yeah, I was a security When were you? Uh, I think it was my junior year. I remember you were a security guard? I was a security guard, yeah. I, I, I oh, can't, you couldn't I stop think, shit. I think it was Dale Guard. I think I worked for Dale Guard. <laughs> with a uni, complete with a uniform. No no weapon or anything, but complete with a uniform. Did you have a, a nice... Or a, uh, no, just a badge. No, uh, You didn't no, have anything, though. No like, stick. Did you have a flashlight? No, no flashlight either. <laughs> you couldn't even you couldn't even night at the museum like no that. no. Well, I worked at a, I worked at a uh, shipping terminal, like a freight terminal. So basically, trucks would come in and co- come out. Basically, you'd see nobody all day. So um, I did that, I think, for uh, maybe a couple months, and um, but I was never getting relieved on time. So I worked Saturday and Sunday. So I'd be there like seven thirty to like five. Mm-hmm. And the people that were supposed to come at five never showed up. And they kept doing it. They kept doing it. And I kept saying to them, look, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to quit, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so um, basically it, this 
continued on for two, three months. You know, it didn't happen right away, but it happened, you know, probably about halfway through. And I started telling him. And so finally one night I'm, it happened again. And it's like 8.30. I was supposed to leave at like 5. Oh, my God. So I finally called him and said, I you know, <laughs> if they're not here at 9 o'clock, uh, I'm leaving one way or the other. I didn't, then I quit. I never, I never went back. Yeah. And then after that, I think I worked at a BP gas station. So is that the only job you didn't put in like two weeks for? Yes. No. I, I lied. <laughs> it's one of the one other time. But I, I feel like I put in two weeks because I probably told them, you know, two months in advance that if they didn't fix the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, then I worked for um, BP. McAllister's is the only job that I didn't officially put in two weeks for. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the other one that I did. But um, so I, I worked for a gas station in those days. You pump the gas for people, right. and yeah. you usually check their oil. Yeah. So occasionally, occasionally you would sell some oil, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. do that. It was an awful job. You were one person all by yourself, and literally you could work an eight-hour shift and maybe not have five seconds for yourself. Mm. You know, I remember, I remember several times because because I only worked about a half half a mile from our house, and I remember a couple times Grandpa cars just keep coming. Is yeah, that it? yeah. Just because there was pumps on two sides of the gas station. So they didn't do mechanical repairs. No, so there was, yeah, two pumps in the front, like two in the back. Mm. That meant you could have, at any one time, you could have eight cars. Four four pumps, right? You know, Mm. two, so two cars on each side and then even on the other side. So you could have four, not eight. But there was on the other side. Two pumps that had pumps on each side of the pump. Oh, two on the side. Yeah, so you'd have two pumps where you really had four, you know, four places. So then there was on the other side. So. Gotcha. You, I mean, you could literally, I mean, you'd never get a break. Yeah. Um, and like I said, in those days, you actually pumped the gas. It wasn't like today where you just, you know, pay for the gas or either at right. the, you know, pump or you pay inside. And so um, I did that for over a year, I think over a year. Um, this is a crazy question. But do you think there was a, a point in time when people were like physically like pumping gas and that's why they call it pumping gas now probably because like they were like going up and yeah, down yeah probably because like, the old ones you did you had like you a like spigot each yeah, yeah you the just old have ones. to constantly like <laughs> yeah and you know how I know that is because at one point near the end of his life uh, my my grandfather had a Ed called Ed's Garage what was your grandfather's name? Ed Edward okay. <laughs> that's why it's Ed's Garage <laughs> that's no that's you that's didn't know his, but you didn't know his no name. I don't think I knew that but yeah. um, I remember it was kind of the pump kind of like a yeah, it was more like a spigot. A know, little like, bit, yeah. It yeah. wasn't quite like that, but it was, you know, there was a hose, but you you did have a pump like that. Okay. So, um, and that's what we looked for that time. Do you remember we couldn't find it? The location where the garage yeah. was? We yeah, couldn't, we couldn't yeah, find I it. remember that. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, after that, I ended up getting a job with uh, Meacham's Texaco Station. And that was a regular full service gas station, but I, I was hired basically to still pump gas and check oil. But um, I, I did everything. I cleaned there, you know, and then I got to learn. That's where I got to learn change tires and mm-hmm. learn how to do brakes a little bit and tune ups, things like that. I, I never really did anything significant or major, but um, um, but I worked there. And, and the other reason why I stopped working there was because summer was coming before I went to college and I needed to work 40 hours and he could only give me about 30. Mm. So that's when I worked for the Cheshire Herald. The, the publisher, paper. the owner of the Cheshire Herald was pumping gas one day and I was checking his oil and this and that and I just got into a conversation with him 
and he was a very nice man. Uh, well, his name, I think, was Mr. Loeb. He was a very, very nice man. And we just got talking, and I'd see him, you know, a few times, and, you know, he always thanked me for checking his oil and pumping his gas, that kind of thing. And so and he's like, if you give me one blow job, I'll give you a job. <laughs> yeah, this is focus on the dicks. Where is this coming from? <laughs> so, um, so, jeez. He was an old guy. He was already probably in his 60s then, maybe 70s, but... Um, so I decided I would take a chance and mm-hmm. say if they needed help, any help for the summer. And basically they didn't, but he was nice enough or kind enough to, you know, basically create a job for me. So, mm. so I did a little bit of everything. Basically my main job was in those days, and I don't know how they do it now, but they would actually, you know, type up the stories and they print it on some kind of special paper. And then you would actually mount on on a storyboard, you know, like two pages at a time, you would mount, you know, between mounting the ads, and so that's I I wasn't a copywriter, but I mean I would I would I would be the one, you know, mounting everything onto the pages, creating mm-hmm. the pages, and determining what could go where. Um, but then I got involved, you know, I started taking pictures because you you made five dollars for every picture that appeared in the paper. So I started doing that, and then I I wrote a few a uh, few stories. One of them was so you, were able to, you were able to get some. Yeah, I made, that's where I made extra money. Oh yeah, I got I don't know I must have probably gotten a hundred pictures, you know, over that summer. Oh wow! So and then I you know I'd go to some of the political meetings, you know, and, and more for pictures than he. The so I would go with Mr. Loeb or somebody else, and mm-hmm. he would write up the story, but I would take the pictures. That's and then, cool. um, but I did a few. Uh, few uh, feature stories one was on uh, Ragged Mountain because I was a rock climber yeah yeah. so I did that and I, I just remember there's a couple other features that I did too I don't even know where they are anymore I think I did three or four cool fun. yeah that was fun like and your then, original story that you wrote yeah, yeah. well yeah. I think the Ragged Mountain one is, is still around somewhere maybe in the house I don't know I'm not sure but um, and then I went off to college so yeah. the only other job that I didn't give a two week notice is when I was in college, I worked at Sears Roebuck <laughs> Company, mm. and um, in those days, Sears had you know pretty much everything you know between tools and so I worked in the plumbing department, which is like one of the worst departments probably to work for because you know basically you're selling garbage disposals. Uh, I'm trying to think what else plungers. <laughs> yeah, it was like you know it was. It was a small. It was, it was those kinds of things. Yeah, that, you yeah, know, yeah. Maybe dishwasher. I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Anyways, but um, but I I told them you know because I was at that time I was in college and so I told them I could only work you know no more than thirty hours during the week, and that I didn't mind working Fridays and Saturday nights, but I didn't want to work every Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I I probably worked there for six months and it pretty much was you know they kind of adhered to that. It wasn't bad. But then it got to be where they were putting me on every Friday, every Saturday night. And Sears didn't close until 9.30. So yeah. it wasn't like you're getting done at 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. And it was all night. Yeah. yeah, and I was starting, let's say, you know, at, I don't know, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. So, mm-hmm. um, so then I, you know, I told the manager, you know, again, this is, I didn't give two weeks notice, but I feel like I gave two months notice. <laughs> I kept saying to him, you know, by the way, remember, you're not supposed to schedule me. Everybody, I don't mind working some, you know. And he's, oh, yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And they never did. Never so. fixed it, yeah. So finally, it reached a point where I think, I don't know, I just, I got my schedule. And there was another another Friday and Saturday night scheduled. And I just 
Never showed up. Peace. That was it. See you later. Uh-huh. Yeah. See you later. Well, the only they job... never called me. They never called me or anything. They're like, yeah, we understand. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we did it wrong. But the funny <laughs> thing is, to work for Sears, you had to take a test. What kind of test? Like some kind of aptitude test. Lefty Lucy, righty tidy. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember what it was, but you had, to, you had to take a test. It's the only job I ever had to take a test. I guess. I guess like government jobs, you have to take tests. Is that true? Did yeah. you have to take? A test? I mean, we do training and take exams. Not a with test our to get the job, though. But we don't test in our interview or anything like that. Yeah, I, in my interview, I had to take a test. No. It was. It was like only a twenty. And she was test. like, "Look, you look like a really great candidate." <laughs> You have great people skills, but you got a daggone C minus on that test. So we're going to have to pass. It wasn't like it was like about nuclear engineering. I don't know what it was. I think it was just maybe it was an IQ test. I don't know. But I passed. Well, you passed. I did. I passed. Okay. So there you go. It says something. So that was the only other job I never gave two weeks notice. Yeah. It was the only job I never gave two-week notice to was McAllister's. Yeah. And um, it was because I uh, hurt my wrist playing Ultimate Frisbee, (laughs) which is the stupidest thing, but I was trying to catch a Frisbee and I hurt my wrist. And um, I had to call out of work. And the same day that I had to call out of work was free tea day at McAllister's. And it was literally their busiest day, <laughs> busiest day of the year, because Southerners <laughs> love, love their tea. Love their tea. Yeah. And so when I called off out of free tea day, it they got so mad. And so when I came back to work, they said, um, "Well, in order to, I, I started my shift, and about an hour or two into the shift, so I'd already started working. You know, I was." Cooking potatoes, like that was like what that I was did. your job, right? Yeah. Cooking potatoes and Mr. Sal- potato and head. I would, yeah, exactly. Which nowadays you can't call Mr. Potato Head. I know. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> let's not go down. Let's that not one. go down that. I know you like talking Jesus. about dicks, but let's not go down. That <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I had all these responsibilities, and I, I started my uh, shift that day. A couple of hours into it. A manager came up to me and was like, uh, yeah, so you're not supposed to be working um, unless you get me a doctor's note. And I had talked to mom about it. And because mom's a nurse, she was like, you know, you're just going to put a brace on it like it's not broken. Like, you can't do anything at the doctor's, so we're not going to go spend, you know. Right. Spend the money. $200, whatever it is, yeah. to go get your doctor to like Just to say, hey, he needs a hold out yeah, of just to say, work. Just say your hand is fine. Or just to say, like, wear a brace, but your hand is fine. So, like, you know, he said, you need to go go home. And so he was going to send me... He, he did send me home in the middle of the shift. And he said, don't come back until you have a doctor's note. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I never went back. Thank you. Thank you. I never went back. Well, and I was working another job. I had a second job at the time. What were you doing? I, I was uh, the after-school counselor oh, at, that's um, right. yeah, at yeah. Nursery yeah. Road or whatever it was. So, you know, I was like, I have another job. Like, I don't need you guys. I'm just doing you guys to, like, 
make more money. But like, I was like, I don't need you guys. So he was like, don't come back unless you get a doctor's note. And I literally was like, okay. Well, mom knows back. better than I do, but we, you know, I remember mom saying all the time, I mean, it just, you know, high school kids get taken advantage of. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I know there's well, I, UPS super took advantage of me. Yeah. Well, that was a, I, that was a little bit different because at least you were fairly paid and I mean, reasonably paid, but yeah, they just, they but not really just for the work. When you. I think about it, you yeah. know, when I think about how hard that work is and like, yeah. And and I and I also think about it too. Like even though it was a part time job where you're only working like four hours at a time, when you have to work like at one, two, three in the morning, that disrupts your whole day. Yeah, like, it does. So like even if you want to work another job, it's like you're oh you're only working four hours. You're done at nine a.m. But it's like you got up at. 1 a.m. to work at 2 a.m. to get out at 9 a.m. and it's like and you want me to go work another job yeah after that that's hard yeah that is hard well plus they make it seem like you know they're giving you a lot of money but when you're part-time like that and you only get 20 hours 22 hours like it's really not no well and also i mean i remember you got you kept getting moved and so because you could handle it they give me more and more packages so i went from loading 800 packages a day to 900 to you know I finished up at 13 or 1400 a day when other people were getting paid the same amount of money as me and they would load seven or eight hundred packages and I was loading 1400 yeah that's all that's a hard job yeah plus I mean it wasn't fair weight plus the weight of the packages I mean it was you know plus you I would say average the average weight was you know 20 to 40 pounds so it was like you know pretty light on average but I would get 10 to 15 packages that were 50 to 150 pounds. Yeah. You know, and when you're trying to like rush and lift that kind of weight, you know, that's not easy. Well, plus you're moving nonstop basically for four hours because yeah. you, 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 it was hard to even take a bathroom break, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Over the, over the 10 years, um, 10 years, over the, um, you know, year and a half that I did it, you know, I probably threw up four, five times from overheating too. Yeah. You know, because I'm trying to move so fast. Yeah, no air conditioning. And, yeah, know, it was cold, right? Yeah, and, you know, I didn't have enough cold time. Cold winter. You know, cold or hot, you know, whatever it was outside. <laughs> yeah, but that's a classic, too. I mean, they just... But then the other thing I didn't you. like, too, you know, not just shit on UPS, too, but, like, you know, I would throw up, and the person would try to send me right back to work, and it's yeah. like, I just overheated and, like, threw up because my body couldn't handle the heat. Like, this yeah. is how people, like, get really hurt or die you yeah know, like and i was like i you know i get well, it's it, kind of like don't. amazon oh, yeah, kind of like amazon, sure amazon. Same, I'm, I'm sure amazon has the same practice well because they have uh, everything moves sure. so fast now because it's robots and yeah they don't have hardly a time i guess to even take a you know pee break so yeah well i tried to hire one guy too that worked at amazon and he you know they would have him run from like a third floor and he'd have to be like down the first floor moving a package within a minute you know they they track their timing by the second you know based on I mean it's yeah. it's crazy it's well crazy. you know they, they're paying $15 an hour it sounds so great but really when you when you learn what the job is well again it's only getting 20 hours too like what is $15 an hour if you only get oh they don't they're not full time there well a lot of these guys you know most of these trucks go out at 9am you know if yeah. they work at, you know, they go at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. But you don't you know, think there's work taking packages in and stuff like that? I, thought, I just assumed it was a full-time job, a lot of them. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Well, not an easy not an easy place to work, not under that kind no. of stress. 
No. So 15 sounds like a lot, but it's really not considering. Yeah, I don't think so. Unless you're full-time. Yeah. 40 hours. Yeah. 15, that's worth it, but... But even then, really, you know... It's that kind of stress for 40 hours a week. And on your body. It takes a toll on your well, body. Well, that's why, I mean, there's, you know, there's such controversy on the, you know, you know, the minimum wage, but... Because even 15, to me, 15 doesn't really seem like a lot even now. No. You know what I mean? Like... 12 years ago 15 would have been all you know to me it would have been a lot but now it doesn't mm-hmm. now it seems like it's the minimum it should be you well, when you look across the nation you know there are a select number of states even new york new york i think for big businesses the minimum wage is 15 dollars an hour yeah i think there's maybe 14 up to 14 15 states that have enacted yeah but you can also look at a lot of states like South Carolina, the one we live in, and they haven't changed from 725 in over like 12 years. Yeah. And, and when you look at the price of things, 12 years ago, a Big Mac cost, you know, a dollar something. Now it costs three something. So it's three times as much and we're, you know, making the same amount of money. And so it, well, what is, it doesn't make sense. So I read something the other day. So uh, the, the minimum wage based on the actual inflation rate by today's standards, the minimum wage should be around eight and a quarter, based on just the inflation. Because we've had See, relative, seen anything that we've had relatively low. Be. But if you base it on worker productivity, because worker productivity has gone up, so you know people are working longer hours, more productive. You know whether it's because of technology or not. But based on worker productivity, the minimum wage should be around twenty four dollars. Hmm. See, I think it should be tied more to that. To yeah, me, that to too. me that corresponds. You know, it seems right. You know, for the bigger corporations, they can afford it. The, the little mom and pops. So if you took like a business like mine, yeah, that could be, that could be hard. But I, but I know you know people already in the martial arts that you know that's not these huge business, but they already pay better than that because you can't right. you can't attract quality people. Well, and the fact of the matter is, when people are paid better. They work harder and they stay stay longer. And they tend to be more loyal. So, you know, even with my company, we've had struggle keeping employees. And in the past year, when most companies have struggled more than ever to keep people, we have not lost anybody because people have been paid more. And I think that when people are paid more, they're fine doing more work. Yeah, well, it's harder for a smaller business because, you know, the overhead relative as a percentage, just like me, like my lease as a percentage of my total cost was way out of proportion. So mm-hmm. it is harder for a smaller business, you know, like even the one you're involved in. But but that business is also big enough to be able to support that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most companies, you know, when they, when they take care of their employees, they'll have employees, you know, for life. Well, that's what that's what the whole point, I guess, I'm trying to say is is like, and I forget. Uh, do, you, do you remember uh, Ken from uh, the trainer Michael Banks, Kenneth the Black uh, Kid, Kenneth um, Griffin? I don't know if I remember Kenny or not. But um, oh no, I'm losing Jack. But Michael paid his his staff, uh, you know, fairly well. Yeah, but, but he, he had, had the ability because he was. He had, you know, he had posted Ken. Ken had posted something that was to the effect of like, um, you know, we don't realize the the power of you know just paying someone a little bit more and how much harder they'll work and longer they'll stay and you know I just 
I just really see the power behind that, you know, especially after the past year. Well, the problem is we, we talk about this, you know, often, you know, um, you know, you guys are both hard workers. You know, that's kind of the exception. It's not really the norm in your generation, you know, um, you know, and I'm not really sure why, but, you know, but um, I mean, I saw it even when I was, you know, had hiring assistant buyers for me when I was at Hills. You know, they wanted to make more money. They wanted to be a buyer, but they didn't really want to work. You know, mm. I think I told you when I first got promoted to buyer, it was lawn and garden, you know, buyer's lot. It was basically the garden shop. You know, that one year that I got, the first year that I got promoted, but that one year, I worked seven days straight for a whole year. Now, I didn't, you know, I might get into Sunday at, you know, 10 and worked at three. But I mean, I worked seven days straight for basically a whole year. Mm. Now, that was partly because I probably wasn't ready for the job. I mean, I, I rose to it, you know, but mm. I wasn't organized. They didn't give me a secretary or a staff or anything like that. You know, and that that's when I learned that I, you know, I need to become more organized. That's why, you know, in, in general, I'm more, more organized now because of that. But... <clears throat> But this generation is not, not weird like, how that one job, you know, kind of shaped you probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I said it was such a struggle. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, and gotta, to gotta find gotta things. <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, because otherwise I would have failed. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, I probably would have failed. So, you're you're kind of you know you're kind of forced into that. So, and that's but that's also sometimes how you grow, especially when you're younger. You know, you're. You know, you weren't used to really managing anybody, and I'm sure now you feel more comfortable managing, mm-hmm. you know, the crew you have. It just, you right. know, you grow into certain parts of the job you grow into, you know. So that that does make a difference. But I, I think the work ethic is a little bit different. But having said that, I still think the minimum ra- wage needs to be raised. And, even, and maybe they ought to give an exception to companies that are under a certain dollar amount. Yeah. Know? Um, that's the only argument I can see against it is like it'd be hard to pay you know these businesses that are already struggling well now in particular I do think you know but I mean I think what they're proposing is like over four years you know I mean I gotta believe they can well like in in New York like I was saying like big business they have they have the $15 or or whatever it is minimum wage but um, for small business it's still a different number yeah well so they do it based on the size of like you're saying, and eventually, what ends up happening is you know people are going to go to the jobs that pay more, and so eventually those other capitalism, I mean, right? Yeah, because even um, I don't know, I've I've seen it even in, you know I follow a lot of the martial arts job board because that's that's what I used to do. But I mean, you know, a lot of the ones would say that um, even some of the restaurants. I've, I mean, I've seen I think restaurants or you know they'll talk about they've raised their minimum wage, and it's not like they've had to like if. You know, if their minimum wage went up from seven and a quarter to say to fifteen, it's not like they had to raise all their prices by seven or eight dollars right. to try to cover that. Maybe there's been a slight increase. Mm. I mean, look at the cost of food. Look what's happened to the well, cost I mean, of food just this past year. That's the point too, is like everybody's like, Oh, well if we increase minimum wage then the price of everything's gonna go up and it's like the price of everything's gone up anyways. Correct. <laughs> and we've had and we've had relatively you know, mild and uh, with no inflation. Yeah, with no minimum wage increase. Right. Inflation has happened in many